Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Today I'm going to address two topics, one being the number on the scale and the other being the quest for the perfect diet. These are both things that people ask me about on a regular basis or I address with clients and I want to point out that even if you don't have an obsession of finding the perfect diet or being concerned with the number on the scale to still listen today because this is still something a lot of people do talk about and address and if you can share this with somebody you know who does have some concerns about these topics that would be great so first the number on the scale talking about our body weight and I have people who come to me all the time wanting to lose those 10 pounds, 20 pounds, or more than that. So first I want to address what is an important number here. Did you know that a person who weighs 150 pounds here on Earth weighs less than 57 pounds on Mars? And on Venus, that same person is about 136 pounds. So right there, they lost 15 pounds. And on the moon, that 150-pound person is under 25 pounds. How does that work? I really don't know other than it's something related to gravity or the sun. I just know there's differences. My point is this. That person who weighs 150 pounds here on Earth is the same 
the same mass, the same overall composition of guts, bones, skin, muscle, and fat mass, no matter where in the universe they may be. And what is different? Nothing other than the coordinates in the universe. And I can hear it now. People will line up to go to Mars just to weigh less and not have to change a thing. Why does the number on the scale bother people so much? Why do some people put a lot of value in that number? Because they're acculturated to do so? Or do they believe that their value is connected to it? And I do ask people their weight in a lot of cases, but this is also in a clinical setting or when asking what they, what, where they are when they are wanting to lose a certain amount of weight. The number on the scale measures the mass of something or someone here on earth, but it means the world to so many people, but it isn't as important a number as people think it is. What is an important number? Well, that's not easy to quantify either because everyone is different and what might be important is dependent on the person. But I will throw out some numbers to take into consideration for everyone. How about one flight of stairs? A person's ability to go up one or more flight of stairs without being out of breath. This could be an important number, especially if that person lives in a two-story home or needs to get up and down stairs every day. But this is one very light or vague measure of fitness. If climbing one flight of stairs is exhausting, that indicates a lower level of fitness or something's not quite right and it needs to be addressed. How about our two blood pressure numbers? High blood pressure or knowing our blood pressure is essential. Now, we don't need to know what the number is on a day-to-day basis, but our blood pressure is one measure of health. And if we have elevated blood pressure, we need to get to the root cause and address address it. And that could be with diet, lifestyle factors, fitness, or other things. How about any of the three ways to screen for diabetes? You need to know your risk, but also take into consideration getting tested for diabetes and That could be getting a blood draw and measuring hemoglobin A1C, getting a fasting glucose test, or what is less common is the oral glucose tolerance test. Now, these are all tests you can get through your physician or your healthcare provider. And I do encourage people to get tested for this on a regular basis, especially as we get older or if you have family history or other risk factors for diabetes, get screened. And if these numbers are good, if any one of these, you don't need to do all three, you can get just one. The numbers are good. That's good news, but that doesn't mean we forget it forever. Learn your risk for diabetes. How about the four results when we have our cholesterol or lipids checked? 
These four numbers give us a good idea of heart disease risk, and that measures total cholesterol, HDL cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and our triglycerides. And this is one of many things to look for in our risk for heart disease. Now, when talking about blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease, or more specifically, blood cholesterol, I have a link in the show notes for each of these two articles I've written to talk about it more. I just didn't go into it here. And then ask yourself five questions. So thinking about ignoring the number on the scale or not taking it as the full thing to consider, ask yourself these five questions. How do I feel, really? Am I exhausted or tired all the time? How am I sleeping? Do I hurt? Do my knees hurt, feet, back? Do I quickly get an upset stomach or heartburn after I eat? Do I easily get out of breath or have difficulty breathing? And then how am I eating, really? Now, I know that was more than five technically, but five groupings of questions. You get the point there. So I tell people before considering the number on the scale alone, consider what is important, your overall health. Weight is just a number. Clothing size is just a number. And it's not a value of your worth. And it does not define whether you're a good person, parent, spouse. And it doesn't always determine if you are healthy. Now, switching gears here. Let's talk about the myth of the perfect diet. Pretty much my whole career, people have come to me on the quest of finding the so-called perfect diet. What is this? Well, when I ask, what are you looking for here? The perfect diet is a diet that would promote weight loss, eliminate heart disease, eliminate all risk of cancers, eliminate the risk of diabetes, and balance hormones. Now, let's get real. There's no one perfect diet that does all of these things. There's no one specific diet that will promote long-term weight loss permanently. There's no one specific diet that will eliminate all risk for heart disease. No diet will eliminate cancer. It won't eliminate your risk of getting it or curing it. And shocker, no diet will eliminate the risk of diabetes. And truly, I don't even begin to follow the balance hormones aspect, considering that the human body has over 50 hormones. But apparently, as a woman, I'm supposed to know which hormones that need to be balanced. And I don't know, human growth hormone, melatonin, glucagon, these are all hormones. I don't know which ones people want to have in balance. Certainly all of them, but diet doesn't affect all of those. We can be mindful of eating and create a calorie deficit to lose weight. And calorie deficit would be either cutting back on calories that we consume or exercising to burn more calories or best a combination of both of those. 
But I always have to consider all the things an individual needs, their age, their starting weight, the reason they want weight loss, and so much more. But there's no one diet that can do this. There just isn't. And I have written about my weight loss in the past, and I can link that in the sh- I will link that in the show notes. And people are shocked and even don't believe me when I tell them I do eat what I want. I do. I had somebody literally walk away from me, accusing me of not spilling my secret, but it's there in writing on my website. Eliminate heart disease, eliminate cancer, eliminate diabetes. No, we can seriously and significantly reduce the risk of getting heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. But in a lot of cases, this is a lifetime lifestyle factor, factors that have to be taken in consideration. In a lot of cases, cancer is a result of a lifetime exposure to a potential risk. And we don't have to go vegan to reduce our risk of these diseases. We don't have to follow any special or perfect diet to reduce these risks. We can get plenty of plant-based foods, including whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and plant proteins, but we can also include animal-based foods, including eggs, fish, poultry, and even red meat. People can also include coffee, sugar, and moderate amounts of alcohol in their diet and still be okay. And I'm not saying to see how many peeps or Girl Scout cookies you can eat in one sitting. No. And I'm not saying to start drinking alcohol if you don't consume it already. But it can fit into a person's diet. And there are people who look down their noses at those of us who drink coffee, eat sugar, and consume alcohol, but they're not better than those of us who do. Eating well, eating healthily, reducing our risk of various diseases is not black or white, right or wrong, all or nothing. So I tell people to stop with that this idea that there's a perfect way to eat. Stop with the idea that eating something is cheating. And with that, I do want to mention that I do have a webinar coming up entitled Eating is Not Cheating, dispelling the myth of the right way to eat and four things you can do to stop guilt about how you eat, where I address more about this idea of the perfect diet. That is coming up at the end of April. And if you want to learn more, you can go to eatingisnotcheating.com or look for the link in the show notes. And let me know what you think about this so-called perfect diet or even the number on the scale. Have you tossed out the number or should I say tossed out the scale? Lots of people have. I'd love to hear from you. That is really how real world nutrition is. And that's it for this week. Bye for now. Take care.
I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.